The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I am so excited tonight. I'm deeply honored to have an amazing woman with me. Her name is Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And I had the opportunity to first come across her at an Omega conference in New York City several years ago where she got up on stage and spoke. And I was simply riveted, riveted by a woman totally in her power, in her essence, in her femininity, and in her expression. She has a voice that is deep of the earth. Her soul comes through her heart, and her wisdom speaks as if it's from the farthest dimensions of the universe. And it is through a sensory experience of Dr. Estes that you really hear and sense everything from the intention that she has to the commitment to herself and the work that she's doing in the world. She has been uh, a little bit away for a while, and many people have asked, where has she gone? Has she disappeared? Has she gone underground to work and write? Well, that is true. When people ask where she's been, she may say, one can't fulfill one's calling by being called away by the clattering world. Rather, one fulfills one's calling by filling up, by studying, thinking, listening, looking at, living in the layers of life beyond the collective ones. Then one can outwardly pour again. Dr. Estes is coming and talking about a new online course, The Dangerous Old Woman, Myths and Stories of the Wise Woman Archetype, her masterwork that has been 30 years in the making. These fireside chats will air live every Tuesday night through May 11th from 9 to 11 p.m. You can find out more about this on Sounds True. And I urge you to not only do that, but connect with the very first piece of work that I connected to, and it was Women Who Run With the Wolves, a very, very powerful book filled with myths and stories of the wild woman archetype. With no further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes to the show. Thank you so much, Sumran Singh, the woman of the beautiful name. You have the most gorgeous lyrical name, my goodness. Oh, I appreciate it very, very much. And as I said before, it's such an honor to have you here because I resonate so deeply with the way you teach us. You you really weave together so many things and help us to understand archetypes and why stories are important. And that's what I'd like my listeners to know about first is why... Why is it good to identify these archetypes or even align with them or discover them within ourselves? Mm, That's a good question. Uh, Well, there's an academic answer, and then there's a soulful answer. And 
sometimes the academic carries some of the soulful and sometimes not. The academic answer is that the archetypes are ideas that belong to different cultures and they grow up out of disparate cultures. They are the ideals that people dream in their night dreams but also in their daytimes about how they would like to be and how they would like to see the world. Um, the soulful answer is that it has nothing to do with culture. Um, neither do fairy tales, uh, neither do myths, really. The underlying them are a set of tributaries that flow into us from we know not where. And those tributaries inspire us. It's like the inspiratus suddenly appears in us nudges us, pushes us, sometimes pushes us down, downward, sometimes pushes us upward or forward to know, understand, and question why we're here, how to be here soulfully, not just in the ego or according to the society's way of saying we ought to be, but rather as a unique, one-of-a-kind individual. The archetypes belong to everyone. They don't belong to specific cultures, but they are universal ideas that appear to have been with us since the beginning of time, such as the wise old woman, which is what the dangerous old woman manuscript, which is now 770 pages long, is about. That is about the archetype of wisdom, which doesn't mean to be smart. It means to go on a long journey and to learn in various ways what bodily bodily wisdom is, what spiritual wisdom is, what familial wisdom is, what cultural wisdom is, what wisdom is with the earth, the plants, the flowers, the trees, other creatures, our children, and so on and so forth. So an archetype is like a set of plans written in invisible ink, and by the seeking of that, applying the heat of our lives it, gradually the writing becomes visible and we learn way beyond the ego alone. And by, by incorporating or looking at these archetypal motifs, we are able to go inside and go more into the inner world. At one time, women went through a revolution, and it seems now we're truly going through more of an evolution, but it's going to take involution to really accomplish that, and the archetypes assist in that process. Well, that's a good way of putting it. I've never heard the phrase involution, but that's an interesting word. I think that depending on where in the world a woman lives right now, she may be going through one of those or all three at the same time, just depending on where she is. In the middle of the night, often when I'm writing, I scan the world between the worlds, if I could put it that way. And I see women in refugee camps. I see women who are walking a hundred miles to try to find food for their children. I see women who are laboring deep into the morning to study because they're going to school. And I see women who are preparing their household so they can leave for work and they're braiding their children's hair or they're hurrying them up with their homework. I see Many, 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 many different kinds of women at night when I look. And I see, too, that for some, the revolution is just beginning.
because survival is at stake more than anything in the moment. And that for others, they're in a recovery from a long time of perhaps generations, but perhaps decades of war that is real and is on their land. And for other women, they are dealing with mundane life that can make their health ill if they don't take balance into their lives, that they can sever themselves from their gifts if they live in a flurry of the blur of the world. That I see so many different kinds of women, and certainly what you just said is absolutely true. Involution, evolution, revolution, depending on where, what day, who. And of all of these women that you've just described, it it seems like stories are disappearing, that we're not carrying on the traditions of telling these great stories to our children. Do you find that it's disappearing, and and how do we bring them back? How do we make them as rich as you have in in your book, uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves, and in this new release that is that is out online and, and soon to be a book, The Dangerous Old Woman. How do we incorporate that back in our lives again? You know, Simran, that's a really interesting observation that stories disappear. In the culture of war and conquest, the first people to be murdered are the storytellers, whether they're poets, teachers, historians, old people, priests, holy people, whoever it is, the ones who carry the story of the history of the people, you know, la gente, they're the ones who are taken out first because there's power to remembering where we come from, what we have done, what we've survived, what we've endured, what we've created. And if you can kill off the people who remember, the rememberers, then you can pinion the culture that exists and enslave it. So one way to look at modern culture is that it is a conqueror of all of us, that it is one that offers enormous benefits and opportunities. There's no doubt, especially for those who live in Europe and parts of Central and South America and North America and parts of Africa as well, New Zealand, Australia. But also, at the same time, at some level of culture, there's a great side, you know, like a sharpened blade, that says, okay, oh, but only this much and not anymore. So you can do this, you can be this, you can think this, but not past this point right here where I told you to stop, you stop. Or else you'll be exiled, you'll be punished, you'll be made fun of, you'll be ridiculed, you'll be scorned, etc., etc. So the stories come when people refuse to be mediocre, when they agree that People who are cruel to others actually recognize genius and do everything they can to destroy it because they want to remain in power. And we have a culture that most of us live in that every day we brush up against it as though it is an emery board. And maybe it will soften our hard edges a little bit, but beyond that, you know, it might go down to the bone which is not good, and then we bleed our gifts all over the place, including our stories, go underground, they become fragmented. We no longer hear the full story. When I teach people who are journalists, I always say to them, for heaven's sakes, tell the whole story. Don't be telling us, oh, then he came and then he murdered Joe, and then 
after that, they put him on trial. And what? Tell us about his mother, who wants to throw herself off the roof. Tell us about his son, who's only three years old and keeps having dreams about his father as an angel. Tell, tell us the whole story. And often they say, well, we're not supposed to because we hear that people have short attention spans. And I say, no, they don't. The ego has a short attention span that the soul can listen for hours. Invite the soul in uh, with your story, and you will be teaching people and telling them in ways that matter to them. And that is that is a wonderful thing that we all must need to reincorporate in our lives with our children, with our sisters, with our mothers, with our brothers, bringing back the stories. And we can start by by listening to Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes and her new online series of Fireside Chats, The Dangerous Old Woman, Myths and Stories of the Wise Woman Archetype. You can connect to this at SoundsTrue.com, and you can discover this masterwork that has been 30 years in the making. These Fireside Chats will air every Tuesday night through May 11th from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Find out more at SoundsTrue.com, and we'll be right back to have more of this wonderful conversation with Dr. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. 
we'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. with Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes today, and we are speaking to her about the dangerous old woman, myths and stories of the wise woman archetype. This is a masterwork that has been in 30 years in the making. These fireside chats will air live every Tuesday night through May 11th from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and you can find out more about that at SoundsTrue.com. These will later be released in book form, and uh, at that time you can get that as well. Dr. Estes, we were talking about stories and how important it is to keep them going. And you used a word, you used rememberers. And one portion that really touched me in listening to some of the online was that you took a group of individuals that were uh, above 70 and, and, and really took them somewhere and, and spread out what weaves into stories between them. Can you talk a little bit about that? So when I was in graduate school studying for my doctorate, yeah, my dissertation was about the rememberers, and I chose 70 people over age 70 who um, I had been told by they themselves, but more often by others who knew them, that they led great lives of meaning. And I wanted to understand what was that that had such great meaning. My only other criteria was that they never graduated from high school and perhaps from grade school, but definitely not high school, that they were somehow self-learners and self-educated. And what I found was that the people lived clearly right in the middle of the soul. They looked at people through the eyes of the soul. They worked the land through the hands that belonged to the soul. They healed and protected rather than destroyed. They loved whenever they could, whenever it was possible, over, you might say, being right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. They were not interested in controlling the world, but living with the world that had been given to them. They all had a deep faith of one kind or another in nature, as well as in their idea or understanding of Creator. And the most unusual thing about them, I thought, was that they had absolutely no embarrassment or self-consciousness about telling the stories that they knew of their own lives. And most of us really do carry that. If we had to tell the truth about our lives and what we've experienced to every detail, I don't know that human beings in entirety would tell the full story. Well, you know, um, in creative life, 
and I do believe that all women are born gifted. I, I find it um, a false uh, boundary when people say only certain people are gifted. That's not true. Um, they're gifted differently, certainly. But all men and all women, all children, all babies are born gifted. There's no doubt. Anyone who observes children <laughs> can tell you that right away. And they often show their gifts very early in life, the gift of heart, gift of curiosity, gift of invention. Oh, there are literally billions of gifts. But it is that um, people are told that only a few, only a few are allowed. It's a hierarchy that's um, jealous of itself unenvious, and it's made of the least of human nature. And you have said that normalcy is the enemy of giftedness. Yes, it is. If a person... <laughs> the way I like to put it is if you, if you, um, you know, li- live in this world, in other words, if you made it to Earth, which is not an easy thing to do, incidentally, you have to be one in a million of that kind, you know, the sperm, and you have to be one in a million of the eggs as well. Have to come together, and then you have to, you know, swim really hard, and then (laughs) you're the first competition and the only, perhaps, real competition of your entire life (laughs) to find home and to embed yourself and be nourished. But there are people who have um, the idea that only a few are gifted. I say everyone is gifted. Therefore, since you are gifted. I can guarantee you will never, ever live an ordinary life, ever. That if you strive toward being, quote-unquote, normal, you will fail utterly. And not only that, thank goodness, thank God you will fail, because your gifts are needed here. And so striving toward normalcy is the absolute enemy of giftedness, because it causes the person to be forced into mediocrity, into the middle, which is vague, and overcooked, you might say, and the growth of everything comes from the edges, from the frontiers, from the fringes, whether it's leaves on trees, boughs of trees, the sepals of flowers, everything grows from the edges outward. That is that is just powerful. Just everything you said was completely powerful. When you talk about wisdom, and so much of the wisdom that is illustrated is through the dangerous old woman, are we talking about getting to a certain age and being wise? Because oftentimes I, I think that sometimes the little babies are wiser than we are. Well, you're very astute. That's a, an astute observation. Uh, wisdom doesn't come with age. If it did, <laughs> there wouldn't be so many con artists out there con, trying to con elderly people into buying their whatever pyramid scheme. Uh, no, wisdom has to do with observing your life, washing it and rinsing it, separating it out, you know, sort of like the poppy seeds from the dirt in the story Vasilisa and Baba Yaga and Women Who Run With the Wolves. Baba Yaga says, well, you know, if you want to be near me and I'm the quintessential old woman, you're going to have to separate that great big tall pile of dirt from all the poppy seeds that have been thrown into it. And so that's her job to pick out what is valuable, what is restorative, what is palliative what is nourishing, because that's what poppy seeds are. They're extremely nourishing, and they're often used for medicine as well. So 
that is her task. And to become wise is precisely that. That's one of the thousands and thousands of metaphors for what it would mean to be wise. You pull out of your life what endures, what has meaning, and what works, and you pass it on. You hold on to it, you repeat it yourself, if need be, or if useful, and you pass it on to others. People who do not reflect are not very often wise. People who do not listen to their intuition, which is insight that comes like a lightning strike, they um, will not be that kind of wise. Little children are wise because they pay attention to the lightning strikes. In, in other words, the inspiratus, the angel of inspiration, is the way that it's said in Latin. It comes to you, and it's brilliant, strikes you, and it rubs off on you a bit, and you suddenly have an idea. Oh, this, oh, that. And because children tend to be, at least until they're told otherwise, spontaneous with their wisdom, they are. They are very wise, and that's why... In fairy tales, the old woman and the young woman or the young child or the young boy are often paired with each other. Thousands and thousands of myths and fairy tales don't have just one, like a wise old woman or wise old man or a crabby old woman or a horrible old man. They have a young person and an elder person, and often they work in tandem, one becoming wise because the other one gives them a hand up, then the other one becoming wiser because that other one gives them a hand up. And so I talk about that as being old while young and young while old. But you have the best of the wisdom of both ages, of the spontaneity of the child. It just says, strikes them and they say it. And the knowledge and the kind of squinty-eyedness of the elder who has learned their wisdom often through great, great heartache, great pain great challenges. And that seems like that's where the human being is in its own soul journey, that we kind of need to go back and forth between that wiser, higher part of ourselves and that innocent young child that stays within us. And and so often we forget that we're both of those extremes as well as who we believe ourselves to be, which may be the lie or the truth. But it seems that that's also what stories may be displaying to us. Well, that your point is well taken about uh, destruction of certain I am Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes, and we are speaking about The Dangerous Old Woman, Myths and Stories of the Wise Woman Archetype. Her first book, Women Who Run with the Wolves, is a powerful illustration of stories that help women to unveil themselves and do what she calls a psychic archaeological dig. She helps individuals to dig into the ruins of the female underworld, and through these methods we are able to recover the ways of the natural instinctive psyche and through its personification in these archetypes we're able to discern the ways and means of women's deepest nature. You can connect to Dr. Estes work by going to soundstrue.com and get involved with the fireside chats that will be taking place every Tuesday night through May 11th from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Go to soundstrue.com and we'll be right back with Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you 
wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgery. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Never before in this little green and blue planet have more awakening women been alive at the same time. You realize that? Never in all of history have more women been walking over land or making their way underground with a mission in mind, laden with gifts galore um, with their heart lights switched on and flashing, signaling each other. I think more than ever, women are supplanting just staying alive with a righteous expectation that a life of meaning, transformation of self and others, belongs to all of us and irrevocably. Your words are, are just so incredibly powerful that I urge my listeners to definitely tap into SoundsTrue.com and take the time to hear this wonderful new fireside chat series that is taking place entitled The Dangerous Old Woman, Myths and Stories of the Wise Woman Archetype. This is a masterwork that has been 30 years in the making by Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes, and it will air live every Tuesday night through May 11th. Dr. Estes, we were talking about the wisdom of children, and sometimes I think we really do overlook 
the wise words they say. I know I'm constantly taught by my eight-year-old son, Sage. It amazes me the things that come through him, and they're, they're often so much wiser than I feel or than even many of the people around me seem to express. I, the, I think one of the most important things for all people to remember is they were that way once. They were that way also. When you cavell over a little child about how beautiful they are, how often very loving and generous they are, how astute they are in their observations of others and of their environs, we were that way too. And there's a great lie that's told in our culture, and that is that we go through phases of development. And this, you know, I lay this down to the very, very arcane ideas that were in early psychology a hundred years ago, where incidentally most people didn't observe children. I don't know why, but they observed grown-ups and then extrapolated backward to children, or they thought that children were these selfish, self-centered, egotistical little beasts who had to be trained. And anyone who's ever been near little children knows that's not true. So a lot of it appeared to have been based on lack of observation with a, not only your eyes, but also a loving heart who cares for children about their gifts, too. So the lie that's told is that we go through phases of development and we discard or shed the last stage and we are no longer that. And that is not true. What is true is that every stage that we go through, we develop a full self for that stage, infancy, toddlerhood, what's called latency, meaning right before the bud is ready to burst open, but even that may too be a misnomer because children are bursting open in flower all the time. And then adolescence presumably is this long, 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 long period of time. And then all of a sudden one day, pop, you're an adult. Well, no, that's not that's not it either. So really what's so is you go through phases and you take the best of what works with you into the next phase. By the time that you are, I'm in my seventh decade, by the time you're there, you have many, many selves that have come with you that hopefully you know well, you nourish, you comfort them, you take care of them, and you bring them with you because they contain the accumulated knowledge that you've gained as you've gone along in life, meeting all of life's, you know, disgraces, all of life's beauties, all of life's wonders, and all of life's challenges. The old way of looking at children is as though it's a tree, and when it gets its first limb, oh, well, that's it. We leave the tree. We cut that tree down. Now we go to another tree. We grow it from seed. Oh, now that's the toddler. Okay. And we forget about the first one. Now this is the second one. Then when toddlerhood is over, we cut that one down and don't take any of its accum. Well, we never have a forest. If mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. We never be nourished. But incidentally, the motif for the Dangerous Old Woman manuscript is trees the beautiful guardian trees that are given to us in this world to watch over and nourish our lives, just as the wolves were and women who run with the wolves. This is a motif for the dangerous old woman are the trees. And the trees are treated very much in many parts of the world like our wisdom and our elders are, which is that they're not valued. They're cut down. They said, oh, well, you're no longer this, you're no longer that. Oh, we need to make space here, move aside. You know, go away. Um, we're not interested in helping or saving you. We do not respect what you do for us. So the leitmotif or the 
fabulous trees, the bristle cones that have lived for 2,000 years, but, you know, they cannot be opened except by fire. Their seeds are not propagated unless they live through a fire, mm-hmm. a great fire. And that's true of us, too. Wisdom comes often by being passed through fire. Are the wise woman and the wild woman the same? They belong to each other. They're gemelas. You know, gemela is uh, Spanish for um, twin. They are twins. And like all twins, they have very much in common with one another. They depend on one another, but they also are individuals from one another. My, my sensibility says that you cannot have one without the other. How can that have only naturalness and wild creativity without also having wisdom and vice versa? That they go together as two currents that flow into one, you know, one great ocean. And so we are able to really recognize both within ourselves. If we, if we take the, the Women That Runs With The Wolves book, we're going to discover that creative, passionate side of us. And if we take the time to listen to the online fireside chats, we're going to discover where that wisdom can be birthed within us. That's right. And and not only that, not only for our lives, but for others. People are watching us. You know that? The older you get, the more people watch you. There's a another lie in the culture that the older you become as a woman, people stop looking at you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> I mean, if you go dead on your feet, yes. I mean, if you ever sparkle or shimmer, maybe. (laughs) Maybe so. But most all of us, we can't help it. We sparkle and shimmer all the time. And people lean close to hear our stories on what we have to offer if we'll give them half a chance. They will. And through the fireside chats, there are many different segments. There's there's bringing back to life the archetypes of the wise and the wild. There's women as an indestructible tree of life. You mentioned the trees. Yeah. Session three is who knocks at my door with tears and treasure. Yes. Session four is the ultimate two million year old woman. Yeah. And session five is crossing the crone line. Yes. Session six is street wisdom and gentle, tough old woman. In listening to all of those different depictions of women, the first thought that comes to mind is it does seem like women are either trying to really get into their power, and many of us are actually stepping into that power now. And the dialogue that I played uh, at the beginning of this segment was an introduction that you have on the Sounds True site which I found extremely powerful when I heard it. What is it within us that really just now finally feels like we can be in our power and and more and more people are striving to that? You know, again, I could give you an academic reason um, and a psychological reason, but I could give you a down-to-earth reason because it is more tiring not to live in the soul than it is to strive to fit in in modern life. We get more tired not to live in the soul. That's right. Than striving to try to fit in, not be a misfit, <laughs> um, not be an odd person, not be a weird, strange, wondrous being in the overculture. Yes. It's tiring to not be in the soul. It's horribly tiring because it's a force of nourishment. It's the main source of nourishment for the entire psyche. 
on the overculture that all of us have had long periods of time that we've had fits and starts of trying to do by that culture what is right or what it told us or what it said or what we thought we were supposed to say or what we dreamt as fatuously as a very young princess in a <laughs> fairy tale. That what that is what is um, not only abrasive to us but and tiring too in its own way, but it's more so being in all that milieu, that cacophony, without the soul attachment without the oxygenation of the soul itself. You know what happens when you cut off your breath, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's like that. So finally, I think all of us find our, you know, transformational moment when we get fed up. And we say, you know what? I'm tired of moving back and forth. I'm going into the land of the soul, and I'm going to live from there. And I'm no longer going to live in this other land that is so dried out and has all these rules and has all these... In this part of my life forward, I'm going to strive to stay in the land of the soul because that is where my mother is. That is where the milk is. That is where the energy is. That is where the creativity is. And that is where the gift is. And I think sometimes for women, it's difficult to connect to other women. That sometimes stories, such as the stories you display through women who run with the wolves or through the dangerous soul woman, really help people to connect to our sisterhood and and that it is very important to know our mothers and our sisters and our daughters and our children and all of these connections that we so need for that nurturing. Definitely, definitely. People know each other, you know. You've probably noticed this as you get older. You look at people at the grocery store and you feel like, they're my relatives. (laughs) They are. (laughs) But they are. In soul, they are your relatives. And you can say, hi, how you doing? Instead of passing by. You can have relationship with other people. Not just, you know, people you know, but people in the world, creatures, trees, air, sky, water, land. Everything treated the same way right out of the soul. We are one with everything, and I am with Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes, who is an internationally recognized scholar, award-winning poet, diplomat, senior Jungian psychoanalyst, and cantadora, keeper of the old stories in the Latina tradition. In addition to her international bestseller, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Dr. Estes is deputy managing editor and columnist writing on politics, spirituality, and culture at the news blogs themoderatevoice.com and a columnist at the National Catholic Reporter online. You can find out about her Fireside Chat online series that is taking place now through May 11th every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern at SoundsTrue.com. We'll be right back with Dr. Estes. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. 
Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific time on 7th Wave Network, 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Listening on a higher dimension, 7th Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Connect to SoundsTrue.com and you can find out more and register for Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes new upcoming online course, The Dangerous Old Woman, Myths and Stories of the Wise Woman Archetype. This masterwork has been 30 years in the making and in so far what I have listened to, it's absolutely just nourishing and tasty and delicious and you have to participate because it really just awakens so many parts of you as you listen to her uh, from from all levels. The session one is bringing back to life the archetypes of the wise and wild. Session two, women as indestructible tree of life. Session three will be who knocks at my door with tears and treasure. Session four, the ultimate two million year old woman. And session five, crossing the crone line. Finally, ending with session six, street wisdom and gentle, tough old woman. At the end of each segment, a question and answer period with audience members where Dr. Estes' teachings and her discussion will take place. Uh, we'll conclude with two blessing prayers, La Mariposa and One Day I Woke Up Old. So definitely 
log into that and give yourself the gift of these wonderful, wonderful stories and learn how to create your own stories and spread those stories as well. Dr. Estes, what made you come up with the online version before the book? What was the reason behind that? Women Who Run With the Wolves was placed into audio three years before the book was printed. And the oral tradition that I come from is a comes, you know, you might say accidentally because when people cannot read and write, my family, my parents, my elders, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, um, people who used to call them illiterate, but hardly, I mean, they are not, um, even though they, you know, needed help reading medicine bottles and signing papers and so forth, um, they carried the stories because that's a way of communication with most everything. So when it came time for Dangerous Old Woman, we decided that, again, in the ancient tradition, we would bring this first to in the oral tradition, um, in part because it seems that it's exactly the right way to bring it, but also because I am now the last living elder of both my families my mother's family and my father's family. I am the matriarch. And all my aunts, all my uncles, my parents, my grandparents of all my families are now gone. And so I feel that it's a debt of honor, if I could put it that way, to them. But also because um, I think that it's so valuable to hear la voz, the voice, as opposed to looking at the words on the page, which is a whole different way of learning in a good way, an excellent way of learning. But first, I wanted to bring this work to the listeners, to people who are interested in this work and in soul-making. I wanted to bring it to them live, together, that we're at a fireside with a dangerous old woman, that we're gathered, the tribe of the Sacred Heart, Scar Clan, as I call it, I feel that many of us are gathered together under the same name, which is the name of the heart, the great heart of the world, sacred heart. That is incredibly honoring, not just to your family members and ancestors, but to the legacy of storytelling, to really helping to continue it in that way uh, so that people, number one, learn how to do it, but also experience it in that way in, in the event that they did not have the elders to pass the stories and see how that feels. I think um, what I wish for more than anything is for people to gather together their own stories of their own lives and to tell them. It's important to have a body of stories that we all look at, understand, listen to, study together. But it's as important, I think, in our culture, which is so fragmented, even more important for people to stand up and tell their own stories about their own lives, their own challenges, those of their parents, those of their grandparents, and insofar as they can, to tell the utter truth about it because people are watching and listening, waiting to hear just the right thing that tells them they are not alone, that they too have a great gift, they too have a journey, they too have had some kind of disaster, but they're going to make it through. They will make it through, but they won't know that very easily 
if people who have made it through or are in the midst of making it through don't tell their stories. Well, and I think now with times being as they are and so many people experiencing different changes on on various levels, whether it's economic or whether it is spiritual or whether it is uh, just experiencing, you know, sometimes the hardships that come about in life, we need those places to go back to. Another big conversation is about the Divine Feminine, and I wanted to get your perspective on how men can take this material, because although you very much have geared towards women and and you talk about women and the feminine, I I feel as if that's a side of men as well that they need to open up to, that they need to tap into to really connect to that divine divine feminine energy that's coming about. Um, My sense is that the soul does not have a gender attached to it. It is. If you can imagine just for a moment that we think of ourselves as living in, you know, Kansas City, uh, Milan, Italy, uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brasil. We think of ourselves as living in a place, but really we're hurtling through space. We're hurtling through space in the cosmos, each of us. We are spinning as we're living. The stars moving, never in the same place as a group except for one, North Star, fixed. And yet, we think of our lives as these little, tiny lives that are carved up into words so that we can understand them. And what I understand about the divine is that it's the source without source, and that we understand it in 500,000 billion ways so that we can understand all of it because it's so enormous. And one part that is often missing in culture is not only the divine feminine peace, but also divine masculine peace that is developed, that is not simply Ares, the god of war, not simply Zeus, the creator, philanderer, something greater than both of those, something greater. So my understanding is if I speak of soul, I can speak of the old woman, I can speak of the child, I can speak of the wild woman, I can speak of the wise woman, the wise old man, I can speak of the senex, I can speak of the spirit of the child, I can speak of anything, and I'm talking about exactly the same thing, but in forms that we can grasp as human beings who are boundaried by our minds that in this life with physical body we cannot take in all all at once. So we parse it out chapter by chapter saying let's look at this, let's look at that, let's see what's missing from our lives, our culture and from us hurtling and spinning through space. From that perspective, not from the perspective of where we live in the culture but the the fact that we are given everything in this world including this vehicle on this blue planet that allows us to move (laughs) at a velocity through the cosmos. Imagine it. And that is now time for all of us to move right into discovering the dangerous old woman, myths and stories of the wise woman archetype. I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Estes, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I I have always just loved your work and your writing, and 
I continue to be in love with you. So thank you. Continue, please. Simran Singh, thank you and bless you. Simran is going to have another child in just a few weeks. Um, I want to put a special blessing on you and every single person who's listening, because all of us are bringing a child into this world today, tomorrow, next week. But you're bringing a physical child, so God bless you and Creator bless you, Simran. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Next week, join me, and we will have Sonia Choquette and her latest book. Thank you so much for joining us, and connect to Dr. Estes at SoundsTrue.com. I'm Simran Singh, and I'll talk to you next week. Until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the seventh wave network for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit seventhwavenetwork.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management